today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome and not only the personal experiences and the lessons from imposter syndrome, but just like truly understanding what imposter syndrome is and really overcoming it as a whole because that is probably the number one thing stopping you from taking action on what it is that you want to do. Like how many times do people say to themselves, whether it's you or somebody else, and they're like, well, how am I going to, how, who am I to talk about this? Right? Like, who am I to talk about money? Because if I'm having a hard time with money, how could I possibly talk about money? Well, you can. And we're going to unravel that today in this episode. So the first thing I want to do is I want to introduce imposter syndrome. What is it? Cover that. And then talk about a couple of personal experiences. What is imposter syndrome? It is basically when you question your ability to do something. Like you basically call yourself an imposter for your ability to do something, whether it's money or business or writing or storytelling or whatever. It's basically you saying like, I'm incapable of doing this. I'm a clown, which isn't true. Now, a couple of personal experiences that I want to kind of dive into. And one recently that I know that I can kind of pick out is um, sales for myself. I hired a sales coach back in the end of 2020 and a majority of 2021 before I wound up having a falling out with that said sales coach. And I have been sitting here saying to myself that I'm an imposter at making sales for the better part of the last two years because I'm not making my own businesses sales. Like I'm, I'm currently working a nine to five and, um, I'm not working my own business like full time. And so I'm like, well, who am I to talk about that? Because I haven't made very many sales for my own business, which isn't entirely true. I made literally $3,100 off of a $2 digital download back in 2021. That's a shitload of sales. If you think about it, that's like when you do the math, it it's like 1,508 people bought that $2 digital download. So it's definitely a made up story that I'm like using to limit myself, but it's also me kind of like closing in on myself and calling myself an imposter for being like first, like not making sales, which is totally and entirely not true. Like even in my job, I'm making sales. I've made over $593,000 of sales this year at my job. Me, just me, nobody else, just me. I've made and literally like had somebody deliver that much money worth of sales, which is a lot. That's a lot of money. Okay. That's like over a half a million dollars. That is over a half a million dollars, but that doesn't make me an imposter. What makes me an imposter is my continuing belief that I am an imposter, which is not true. Like if you look at the evidence, there is evidence there to show whether it's in my own business when I'm selling over $1,500 worth of a $2 digital download, or sorry, two, 1,500 digital downloads, or I'm selling over a half a million dollars worth of cartons, the proof is in the pudding. I've been making sales. Now, what we want to do is understand why imposter syndrome comes up. Like what 
what is going on behind the scenes that would even cause you to think something like that, right? So like, let's just continue using this example of like me with sales recently, right? Like I've been in this, like I'm in it, who am I to talk about sales? Like I'm an imposter if I were to show up in the space of talking about sales. And what's going on is my brain is triggering a response so that it protects me from going out there and talking about sales or, you know, serving people or helping people with sales. Because in my brain, after the experience that I had in 2021 with that coach and the experience that I had recently with another sales coach, I am like, well, I can't talk about sales. My brain literally thinks I can't talk about sales because I'm not them. Well, duh, of course I'm not them. (laughs) And you're not that person either. Like if that's how your brain is thinking about it, or maybe even you're, you're thinking, because this is what my brain was thinking. Well, you know, they talk about people in their content and like, yeah, okay. I'm talking about people in my content too. Like, all right. But what I do know is that they, they make it pretty obvious that there are certain people who they don't like their actions by putting content out that says something along the lines of, you know, this person did this, so I did this, which that's not what content is really about. It's not about like taking a shit on people. It's about lifting people up out of the scenario that they're in. And like, that's why your brain would trigger a protection mechanism because ultimately they're calling you out in front of everyone. And we as humans want to belong to the tribe. And if they're putting that out there in the content that they're creating, they are basically telling people they don't want you to belong or they don't want me to belong. And so your brain starts to signal this survival mechanism, this protection mechanism. Don't do that. Don't go in this direction. And that's what the imposter syndrome is. That's when it comes up, that's what it is. Okay. It's basically just your brain keeping you in the same spot so that you don't take a step in that direction. So more or less, the next point that I kind of have down on here besides imposter syndrome being a protection mechanism is that imposter syndrome really is a fear of judgment. Like I just said, imposter syndrome ultimately at its core, like you want to be accepted by the tribe. You don't want to be judged in such a way. And if somebody is going to create content like that, they're judging you and they're putting it on display for everyone to see it. And like, we're not going to share personal thoughts on that, but that fear of judgment, that's what is going on internally inside of you. And that fear is the imposter syndrome. It's the same thing. The fear of judgment equals imposter syndrome. Okay. And again, that triggers the protection mechanism, but not only that, now let's look at imposter syndrome from a different perspective here. Now we already covered imposter syndrome as this fear of being judged and having it displayed in front of the tribe so that we don't become accepted. Now let's look at it as, all right, 
I'm going to go into doing this. I have an idea. I, I have my stories laid out. I know exactly the perspective that I want to take and I know exactly how I want to move forward and act moving forward. But what if this isn't good enough? Okay, that's the next scenario. What if this isn't good enough? And that's like literally all four or five of those words is the next scenario here, which is perfectionism. What if it isn't good enough? Perfectionism is what is also associated with imposter syndrome. Is it going to be good enough? It doesn't matter. You're not, nobody became an expert overnight. Like nobody was even born an expert. So what does it matter? Everybody's constantly building on and adding to the conversation. They're constantly contributing. I mean, think of it this way. Back in freaking Roman times, the wheel was a friggin' rock. Okay. The wheel was not a tire with rubber on the outside and axles for it to connect to a different wheel so that you could drive a car. That was after quite a few centuries that people expanded and added to the conversation on the wheel that it wasn't just a rock okay now that is the same thing you're you're adding to the conversation with your own perspective you're adding to the conversation with your own experiences you're adding to the conversation with your own stories and that doesn't make you an imposter it makes you somebody who has a different experience than somebody else and that's really important to understand because the differentiator between you and another person in that category is you, is the stories and experiences that you've acquired. And like even just me thinking right now as I'm recording this podcast, me thinking about sales, I have a totally different perspective on sales than this other coach that I had back in 2020. And I'm always going to continue to have that perspective because of the experiences that I've had, both positive and negative, that really molds who you are and how you, you know, work through things, perceive things, guide other people, mentor other people, coach other people through these topics. And that's not bad. That is what adds to you. That's what adds to your personal brand. That is what adds to your secret sauce. And that is what creates connections with people because they're like, oh yeah, maybe I've had this experience too. And you know, they, they're like, yeah, I want to get that kind of result that you got out of your experience. That is the secret sauce. I know I keep going back to that and it's like, we're talking about imposter syndrome, but it's just, it's so important for me to out like outline and to under, like have you understand because it really truly is the most important thing. And I wish that everybody else would really get the understanding as soon and as early as they can in this entrepreneurial journey. And like, maybe it's a different episode for a different day, but I just, I really want to make it a point to talk about that because it is very important. So moving on to the next thing here, which is overcoming imposter syndrome. How can you overcome imposter syndrome and what actions can you take in order to overcome imposter syndrome? Well, One of the best things that, like, this is going to sound so strange. The One of the best things that I love about myself is that I will just go and start to do something and I will fall flat on my face a jillion times. And it's so strange because for the longest time, I've always been afraid of failure. But like, literally, I just started this podcast and I'm literally recording it on my phone right now. I'm recording it to my voice memos in my car. You probably hear my blinker in the background and I don't fucking give a shit. 
Like, I'm putting this out there because it's such an important topic to talk about. And it's a very highly talked about topic. So it's something that you want to do. Just take the action. Just do the thing. And I know that it sounds like so like simple and it's not like there will be those emotions that come in and they're like well who are you to do this and it's not perfect or you know it's not the right time are is it going to be the right time when you're in the ground under the dirt because then you'll have no time you're not going to be here so what's the point so do the thing like do the thing you know like I think about it in terms of like your first kiss, right? Everybody talks about, ooh, is it your first kiss? Who was your first kiss? Like after you've done one, you're, you, it's like, okay, well, I, I've kissed so many people. I don't even remember who they are. Well, for some people, it's like that. For other people, it might not be. And maybe that kind of comes off a certain way. But you understand what I'm saying. Like after the first one, the buildup for the first one of anything is so high you build it up and you make it this stressful anxious thing and it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god it's such a big talked about ordeal and then after you do it it becomes like just a practice a regular practice and that is essentially the best way at least in my own experience to overcome imposter syndrome by taking like just not building it up in my head and just taking the action and I can even use another really good example when I was going away to college I was building up the scenario of like being away from my family so much in my head and not living in the house anymore and like I wound up not eating for three weeks because I had food poisoning and then I was convinced that I was like gonna have food poisoning anytime I ate like anytime. And so I didn't eat for three weeks and I lost like 37 pounds. And my mom was like, you're going to have to go to the mental hospital if you want to go to college because you're not going away to college like this. And so what, what happened? I went to the freaking mental hospital and they diagnosed me with anxiety. Yes, that's actually how it happened. We were at the diner and my mom was like, eat this waffle. And I was like, I can't. And so we left the diner and we went right to the hospital and they had to prescribe me Zoloft and it was a whole thing, but more or less like in order for me to go away to college, I needed to go to the mental hospital. That was how it had to work. And that's exactly what happened. And well, I had to take the first step of taking the medication to get over the buildup in my head of like this massive anxiety, this paralysis to even eat or like function. And I, I, I had to do it like as embarrassing and as, as a shaming of a, an event that it was, I did it because I wanted to go away to college. And it's the same thing. Like even into crew, I was so scared and I was terrified. I was nervous going into crew. Like, what were these people going to think of me? I don't know them. They don't know me. And the first day was like the most awkward day. And then every day from there on out is like, okay, just show up and do my best and just be me. And what happened? I wound up putting in a lot of practice and a lot of work. And I wound up getting into the varsity A boat for the remainder of pretty much the rest of my career in college there. So that first 
that first experience, that first time is always going to be the biggest, most anxious buildup that you're going to experience. But when you take the action and when you push through and you break the glass ceiling and you do it anyway, then you overcome that imposter syndrome in an instant. And then from that point forward, it's just about how many repetitions can you do? How many how many times can you show up? How many reps can you put in? And the more you practice, the better you're going to get. It's not, it's not practice makes perfect. It's practice makes better. That was something that I was told a really long time ago. I think I was in high school when I heard that it's not practice makes perfect. It's practice makes better because you become more comfortable and become, because you become more at ease with the work and material that you need to do and to focus on. So that is a couple of strategies that you can use um, to work on getting over that imposter syndrome and taking action. And it really just, it comes down to like the buildup in your head and then just basically deflating that buildup in your head because it really is all just in your head. And if you, if you took a step back and if you thought about it, it's, so natural for people to do it after they've done it a thousand times the difference is doing it the first time like you you literally see it every day people drive and they've driven for so long since maybe they were 15 16 years old and it becomes this very natural thing for a lot of people but the first time that you do it it's like oh my god I'm in the car by myself this is terrifying but you do it because you want to be driving by yourself. Just take that to a different scale. Take it to a business instead of driving a car, all right? So the next topic that I want to dive into here before we wrap things up and, you know, talk about other things is regret and importance of putting yourself out there, okay? I'm going to go back to this um, analogy that I just used for basically like driving If you didn't go to the DMV on your 16th, 17th, 15th, whatever birthday, and you didn't try to take your driver's test to get your license, would you regret not going? Or would you regret not trying? You probably would because you want that freedom. You crave the independence that driving is going to give you. So why not actually go through with the action? Why not actually do it? Because it's going to provide you with whatever it is that you're looking for on the other side. And yeah, okay, you had a whole year of practicing with your permit to get to the point of taking the test. But then as soon as you pass that test, you know what's going to happen? You don't have to drive with your parent anymore. You are at the steering wheel in the car all by yourself and it feels weird, but over time it'll start to feel normal. It's the same damn thing. You won't regret going to take that test because if you at least try, you know that you tried and if you failed, you know that you tried. But if you didn't try at all and you didn't get your license and you were like, man, I really wish that I can go and see my friend in, I don't know. Kentucky. I don't know why I chose Kentucky. It's literally just for whatever reason, the first thing on my mind. If you were like, man, I really wish I could go drive out to see my friend in Kentucky, but I can't because I don't have my license. I don't have that independence. You would be like, I totally regret not even trying to go get my license. I kind of want to try and do it again. 
Think about that. Because that is basically what's going on in your business. The same idea. It's just instead of maybe the freedom of being able to go out and see your friends or do things independently, it's freedom, like like financial freedom. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say words right now, but it's financial freedom or it's time freedom or it's location freedom. You would regret and you would find yourself regretting more and more the fact that you didn't take the chance to build a personal brand. You didn't take the chance to build a business because you were afraid to try. And that regret is something that you're going to have to live with unless you decide not to. And that's where the importance of putting yourself out there comes in. When you decide, no, I can do this. And you make yourself the priority and you put yourself out there. That is going to get you what it is that you seek. And it's going to be uncomfortable. What the fuck is this guy doing? I'm sorry. He just cut me off and it was totally not called for. A little bit of Jersey driver right there for you. But you understand where it is that I'm going with this. If you don't try, then you're never going to know. And it's, it's uncomfortable to shoot your shot. It, it is like such a test and it is expansive at the same time. It is very, very, it is, it does not feel good, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't do good things for you. It does. It really does. It does amazing things for you. So why not put yourself out there? Why not look like the imposter or the joke like that you're building up in your head anyways? Because like I'm looking at myself right now as I'm talking about this episode, I'm like, well, I basically just talked myself into the fact that now I have to do this. And it's not like a bad thing that I have to do it. It's that I get to do it and I get to do it my way and I get to share this information. I get to share these stories and I get to share these experiences and I get to share what is really going to help people at the end of the day is themselves and their stories to get the sales that they're looking for. And like, I would have never known that I would be so passionate about this unless I went through these experiences, unless I went through these shitty times. So in the end, is it supposed to happen this way? Maybe. I don't know because I'm I'm not dead yet and I haven't come to look at my contract at, you know, universe, university or heaven university, however you want to call it. But what I do know is that if I don't try, then I'm never going to know. And I feel it. Like I feel it bubbling. And I know that 2024 is going to be this like banger of a year. And I know that it's going to be because of what I have been sitting with and what I'm talking about in this episode and what I've talked about in other episodes, the storytelling part one and storytelling part two episodes. I have another episode with an amazing guest, Marsha Van Weinsberg coming out and it's going to be talked about in that episode as well. Be sure to keep your ears out for that one, not your eyes because <laughs> you're listening to a podcast, but you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It is, it is your time now. That's why you're here. That's why you're incarnated now. So do the damn thing. All right. That kind of wraps up my whole spiel on imposter syndrome. My whole kind of shtick on it for now. Maybe in the future, I'll do do another deep dive with a a co-host or a guest. But I think we covered a good deal for this particular solo episode. Now, 
If you haven't listened to Storytelling Part 1 or Storytelling Part 2, I definitely recommend going back to those episodes. And I would also recommend, if you have taken anything away from this episode, to screenshot it and to share it on your social media platform with the takeaway. I would really appreciate it. And I'm sure other people who are struggling with imposter syndrome will also appreciate it. So I want to thank you for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.